And I want to officially welcome you guys to the first official episode of the Sunday Chronicles podcast. Again, I'm your co-host, Michael, and I'm here with your other co-host, Miguel. What's up, boys? <laughs> Girls? If, if you haven't already watched the intro episode, then the episode should be up no matter what you're on, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube, the intro episode should be up. So I would recommend that either, you know, click off now and watch it or watch it afterwards, but I would recommend that you go give it a watch. So, yeah, I mean, um, this is a, <laughs> it's a cold day here, man. If, uh, you know, we live in the Midwest, so if anyone else lives in the Midwest, 100% understand how you feel. <laughs> it was definitely, uh, it was definitely rough getting in the car this morning. But uh, yeah, I mean, I want to talk about like, I just recently, well, not recently, I guess I've been kind of slow running through the book, but I was, uh, I went into the, to the, well, actually I was looking for this book. It's a book called Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. It's Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind. If you guys uh, are interested at all in, in how humans came to be or, or any of that, it's very, very interesting. I'm, I'm going to get into, into what I've read right now. But yeah, it's definitely, uh, if you're interested, it's a very good book to pick what up. Is it, what is it like about? Kind of a brief summary, I guess. Yeah, it's sort of, I mean, like he kind of touches on, he goes into like chronological order as to basically like how humans are like us, how we got to here. So like the first kind of like... Uh, the first big section of the book is is based off of the cognitive revolution, okay. which is basically like how humans became like you know like self aware and were able were like really became like you know human beings or Homo sapiens. Okay, and so basically, um, which is actually pretty interesting. I didn't know this that I learned from here, is is that the reason this is like kind of funny, kind of messed up, but the reason why people learn to speak, like you know any language at all, mm-hmm. was it was started to gossip because of people. Yeah, when <laughs> yeah when um when um uh yeah when people uh first learned to basically communicate with each other within like a language, it was so that they could gossip with other people. So like when they started getting into like bigger tribes, for example, so say you, me, and like fifteen other people were you know we're in a tribe now, right? right. And you know we're wandering the jungle together, making these encampments, whatever, whatever. Now, they learned how to gossip so they could figure out who was trustworthy or not, right? So we'd be sitting here talking about like, yo, did you see? Did you see Joe was, you know, wandering around in the forest and doing weird things with uh, with so-and-so's girl or whatever, right? Right. Things like that. So it basically started off as a way for them to be able to talk about other people and figure out who was, like, trustworthy, who was hardworking, you know, like who was an asshole or, you know, whatever, right? Right. Yeah, it started off like that. And it also helped, of course, you know, in getting to communicate with animals, of course, because basically, um, because he talks about this in the book as well. He kind of, in the book, he compares... uh us to monkeys a lot <laughs> which is a fair comparison right. i mean depending on what you believe in i mean there's pretty you know there's pretty solid proof that we evolved from 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 you know chimps neanderthals the denisovans and, and so forth right mm-hmm. and so basically um he talks about how like monkeys basically the, the big difference between like monkeys and us how we evolved to really get away from the way that monkeys are is essentially like monkeys have signals so like monkeys have certain signals that they can use they can make a certain noise and they know that it's like a specific animal okay. so they have like specific sort of signals. like their own language in a way yeah yeah kind of yeah it's basically like their own language but they can only talk about things like for example like they'd make a certain noise and they knew that there was like a tiger or something like okay. that right yeah or like or there was like a i don't know like a gorilla which i don't think tigers are gor- I, don't, I don't even know <laughs> but anyways right yeah. and so the difference uh between us and humans and what made us so much more powerful and made us uh so much more able to like adapt to our surroundings was that we were able to learn how to communicate about like 
basically like anything and we were able to like coordinate attacks not just about like the not just about the things that were like actually there or that that could be seen but just to communicate with each other about like about just like general things everything. and yeah and to like help build trust and basically to help like if we were, we were to coordinate and you know because obviously you know humans at one point had to go and and coordinate attacks with like you know big animals you know right. like woolly mammoths at, at some point right right and so the only way that they were able to do that was because they were able to communicate through language and they were able to coordinate attacks, right? Mm-hmm. So say, like, you know, you got one person and he, he gets the mammoth's attention and he leads him into some, like, you know, cavern. Mm-hmm. And then now a bunch of people are waiting for him, right? They're able right. to set a trap. So that was, like, a big defining moment, you know, right. in, in, in human history that they could finally communicate and they could hunt, you know, huge game, right? Right. Another thing he talks about in the book is, is that humans are kind of, you know, interesting in the sense that, like, most animals their brains only take up about like on the lower 10% of like their like energy needs in a day. Mm-hmm. Whereas humans, humans now like us, our brain takes about 25% of the energy that we use in a day. So 25% oh, of the energy, energy expenditure that, that your body uses is because of your brain. Which again, I mean, not to say that, you know, we're geniuses other than <laughs> animals, right? Animals are smart too. Right. right. But obviously, you know, th- you know, there's a difference in, in, in brain power and right. what we're able to do. Right. Right. I mean, hence, you know, the cognitive revolution, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also when it starts to get, because he, he talks about, I can't go into like super specifics because now I'm, I'm, I'm semi-forgetting, right? Mm-hmm. But in the book, he talks about how at one point, Neanderthals and humans like met, right? Wait, so what's the difference, what's the difference between a Neanderthal and a human? So basically, Neanderthals were different uh they were like larger. They had bigger skulls. They tended to be a little, not as intelligent as human beings. They tended to be a little, I guess, for lack of a better word, a little dumber than humans. But they were very large and they were more adaptive to cold weather. Okay. I think, it, I I may be wrong, but I think the Neanderthals are, they they tend to stem from like Europe, right? Right. And there are these larger. There's different types as well. There was like Denisovans and stuff. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, you know, at a certain point, everyone kind of started to split off, right? And so. Basically, at one point in, in human history, you know, Homo sapiens, but humans, us, well, mm-hmm. you know, Neanderthals are humans too, right? But us and Neanderthals met some way back, right? I think it was something like ten to 15,000 years ago or something like that, right? Uh-huh. And so there's two theories, right? Because obviously there's no more Neanderthals anymore, and we are now the only human species left on Earth, the only ones left, right? right. So there's, you know, there's two theories, right? There, one of them is the interbreeding theory, which he talks about in the book, and the interbreeding theory, as you can kind of tell what the title is, basically that, like, you know that um, humans and Neanderthals, or Homo sapiens and Neanderthals, started well breeding, right? And then so eventually, it kind of just all became one mix, and then so they basically were just humans now. And so, based off of that theory, that means that some people here currently on Earth have Neanderthal DNA. Which is kind of funny, but yeah. um, if you look at it from a joking manner, but right. um, so yeah, there's one theory, and that's that one, the interbreeding theory, and there's also another theory, which is kind of a little more fucked up but it's definitely a real possibility mm-hmm. and that's the replacement theory and the replacement theory is essentially it's basically just genocide so basically the th- as the theory goes this is that obviously you know throughout you know throughout human history people have tended to be aggressive towards people that aren't like them so mm-hmm. the replacement theory is basically that when humans and Neanderthals met that humans were kind of like well i don't really like the way that that guy looks he doesn't look like me hence he's the bad guy so the theory basically goes that humans just killed Neanderthals. That they basically went into this all-out war and basically just, compl- you know, they just 
completely eliminated them from the world. So oh, <laughs> that's shit. the second theory. Just like just Neanderthals or also all the other. Um, um, I think it also applies to. I think it. I think it also applies to, to like Denisovans as well, okay. and to like other okay. you know human species. I guess, which I mean, it's not super far fetched, right? right? I mean, there's I no mean, like definitive proof for either or either the interbreeding or the replacement theory, but but I mean, human history has shown that we are capable of doing that. Oh yeah, yeah basically trying to erase the whole different. Based off somebody, how just based off how somebody looks, you know? No, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, th- I mean, th- th- yeah, I mean, who really knows, right? But it is it is interesting to know, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something else, right? Because I mean, as of re- this is all recent too. I yeah. mean, now like the whole you know NFT or like you know the metaverse and you know all this stuff, like the very <laughs> internet age world is yeah. starting to become a <laughs> is starting to become a big thing, right? So I, I mean I wanted to ask what's your opinion on let me ask you actually what's your opinion on the metaverse on the metaverse yeah the metaverse okay so I really haven't heard much about the metaverse like not too much but I sort of know like the basics where it's like they want to do a digital world but I'm like I don't know man I feel like we're too that's gonna bring us like way out of touch with reality where like we're barely gonna be in the physical world where everybody like we're already in our phones so much that like. This is just going to bring us to an even deeper point that we can't dig ourselves out of, you know? For, no, yeah, definitely for sure. I, I 100%. <laughs> I, I agree. No, I definitely do agree. I think it's it's pretty wild. It's it's pretty wild for, for you to, for, like, I mean, to think that there, at a certain point, there's going to be, you know, a world where, where you can basically live in a digital world, where your digital life would basically be, could be better than your, you know, physical, real life. Yeah. I think definitely, I mean, not for everybody, right? But I, I definitely think there's something to be said about, I think that's definitely going <laughs> to, I think it's going to make people, I think it could, it has the possibility of making people even more antisocial than, than people are kind of heading towards in this new age. Right? Isn't that sort of like in the the plot? Have you ever seen that movie, um, Ready Player One? It has, yeah. it has a really similar plot where everybody's just in their digital world, nobody's in the real world, and the real world is just like, you know, everybody's out of touch with it. Nobody goes out into the real, real world anymore, you know. No, yeah. It, no, it, it definitely is, yeah. Ready Player One, if you guys haven't seen it, directed by... I'm pretty sure it's directed by Steven Spielberg, but if you guys haven't seen it, um, I'm pretty sure it's, like, on HBO Max, if mm-hmm. you guys want to go ahead and, and, and watch that. It's not a sponsor, obviously. <laughs> but it is an interesting movie, because throughout the movie... Well, th- the movie has its own kind of, like, plot where they're trying to figure out... Um, they're trying to, like, find some treasure from, like, the developer, but basically in the movie it you know it's in a future where where it exists like a metaverse exists where people are able to play games but they're like fully immersed they have like these full body suits and they can feel they can feel like the things that's that are happening in the game in real life like they have these whole yeah. like it's, it's pretty weird right but yeah. it definitely is an interesting movie it kind of it, it does touch on that fact that it's like i mean yeah because some people in the movie are kind of so like I mean, they prefer being in, in in the video game realm than in real life because, you know, in the video game realm, you can kind of be, you know, whoever you want or do whatever you want, you know, be a completely new person, right? right? So I, I definitely do think it's dangerous and not for everyone, right? I mean, there's definitely people that are, you know, relatively strong-willed people, I guess, or, you know, there are people that it won't really be affected by, but I, I think definitely it could be, it definitely could be damaging for, um you know, uh, you know for certain people, right? And right. it's definitely kind of like a scary concept to, to see and i mean i don't know man i guess we'll kind of all ha- we'll all kind of have to see where you know you know how this pushes forward yeah. in the future but and again tying back into all of that 
what do you think about NFTs? Because NFTs okay. are starting to become like the wave. And here, well, let me give you my opinion actually. Okay. Because I mean, I definitely think there's definitely profit to be made in NFTs. Right. I mean, this much I, has been seen though. Yeah. Because like I mean, people are legitimately making money from selling monkey pictures <laughs> and, and all this <laughs> stuff, right? Yeah. Me personally, I don't know. Call me dumb or whatever, but I don't know. I guess NFTs never really interested me. I don't know. They haven't really caught my attention that much. I think it's kind of like, I don't think it's a silly concept. I think everything's a silly concept until it's not. So, again, I'm not bashing on it, right? If, you, if you're in there, if you're in the space making money from, crazy money from NFTs, by all means, man. I mean, you got you have you have my respect for sure because right. it's definitely... I mean, that's crazy, right? People are making thousands and thousands of dollars on, on monkey picks, right? <laughs> but there's, I don't know. There's but definitely some room for improvement for NFTs because right now, like, based on just, like, what it looks, like, some, like how what you said, is, you know, some people just see it as, like, a monkey picture, but it's, like, it could it could just turn into something more where, you know, it, it won't just be, a, I guess, it will just, I mean, right now it's about the money, but eventually it's going to be something, you know, it could turn into something more. Um, I've seen the thing where uh, they use okay so they're introducing 3d characters into the metaverse right oh yeah so i feel like um using um nfts is a good way to like make an make uh one of your nft like if you own an nft you can make that as your avatar you know you have your own like um unique character avatar that nobody else has you know no, yeah, th- yeah, that's true. Because I know that they're like kind of intertwining. Yeah, they're they're really like intertwining all of it. Because I know that Nike, Nike recently just um, they released like a patent where they went to go like try to publish a patent or, or something like that for, um, for their sneakers basically. So like uh, Nike's essentially trying to make I think I think they're trying to make like NFT. So you know how like on sneakers when they have releases and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Let's so say you were trying to I don't know say they re-released the Jordan One Rookie of the Years. Which, bro, I've been trying to get that shoe for the longest time, uh-huh. but it's mad expensive on resale, <laughs> so I'm not buying that. But anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Say that they were re-released, right? And you managed to to you manage to go through the bots and the scalpers, and, and you secure yourself a pair, right? right? Basically, what they're trying to do is that along with that comes like an NFT. And obviously, like the big criticism with NFTs is and the whole you know the jokes and the memes is basically like, oh, that you can just screenshot it, yeah. Which I guess you can, right? It's kind of funny, <laughs> right? But I I think what it is, I feel like it's kind of like more of a test for like this blockchain encryption thing which yep. is like a new technology which is i'm not again i'm not super like versed in all of this so take what i'm saying with a grain of salt and do your own research guys. right again we know you know we're not experts on this so take what we're saying with a grain of salt right but anyways from what i have been hearing it's, it is kind of like a test to see how well this like blockchain encryption stuff is which is basically just supposed to like show like ownership off of basically i think like any source of media it's not necessarily just supposed to be like on like you know monkey pics or whatever mm-hmm. right but then, you know it has been starting off like that i mean i kind of see it the way that like crypto is going because i watched a video i watched a video on a guy trying to make money off of um he was trying to make money off of, of, of nfts so he gave himself like a week and he gave himself like a budget and he was trying to make money off of nfts and he made a bit of money and he lost a lot of money right in the end, he did secure a bit of a profit. Not a crazy profit, right? But again, he was somebody that was relatively new and started it off. And, and so for him to make some profit is definitely interesting, right? Right. But it is a very volatile market in the same way like cryptocurrency is. And um, so it is definitely dangerous. I mean, if you haven't heard of... I mean, if you're living under a rock and you haven't heard of NFTs, well, do look this up because who knows? It might interest you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody has different tastes and stuff. So And there's definitely money to be made there. Right. I guess just for me personally, never has really interested me that much. 
But I mean, by all means, man, if you're making money off of digital monkey pictures, man, clearly you're doing something right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> clearly you're doing something right for sure. Yeah, but um, I guess um, well, I guess just kind of segue off of it into it. I, I guess I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's too new wave, and maybe I'm just being dumb. I'm being a boomer or whatever. But <laughs> but I don't know. I guess for me, I've always just kind of wanted to like you know do the go through the old school route, and you know as you're making money, you know invest in real estate, okay, and get you some assets like that. Because um, I don't know, man. It's just I mean that's sort of a like, it's been proven. You know, it's been proven it works. You know, NFTs are a new thing that you know. We're not too sure exactly how they'll how they'll hold up, and um, something something like a like real estate, you know, that's like it's a sure way of you know yeah kind of tried and true yeah people need need a place to live so um, sure. real estate is definitely a good investment in it's like assets and making money because you know over time population grows more more places are needed you yeah, and depending yeah. on where you buy property value goes up exactly. almost always especially right now because yep. right now geez houses are at an all-time high yeah i don't know if this is everywhere in america but definitely we're, you know we live within the midwest region mm-hmm. and houses are through the roof man i mean it is crazy i mean crazy that's definitely not a great time to buy a house yeah you definitely want to wait for that recession guys because right. it's coming it's coming it is definitely coming I, i'm not exactly sure when but i know that i'd heard something saying that within the next few years the you know the house recession is going to hit again and property value is going to dip and so that's definitely the time to buy but right. yeah i mean i don't know i guess like i said i mean back to the nfts thing i don't know i guess it's <laughs> it doesn't interest me that much but uh hey man more power to you if you're doing it and if right. you're making money and if you're having fun, man. Right. At the end of the day, that's all it's about. Yeah. You know, have some fun, make some money, man. That's yeah. all it is, man. Yeah. But, nope. yeah. but um yeah, I mean uh, and first off, um I guess this is a, uh, you know, now that this is being the winter, right? Mm-hmm. I guess we'll talk about this briefly. So, um I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys um, I'm pretty sure um, most people have heard of Wim Hof, and if you haven't, then Wim Hof is basically, he's this older gentleman, and he basically kind of, like, invented his own method of, it's like a, it's like a method for breathing, right? But within it, he, like, advocates in his, like, you know, on his, on his YouTube channel and all this type of stuff, he advocates that people go out into the cold, that the cold is, like, good for you to an extent, you know, like, taking ice baths and, you know, stuff like this, and, you know, oh. meditating and, like, going into a cold, exposing yourself to cold water, and there is something to be said about this, because, I have heard, um, I have heard that um, going into ice cold water, taking you know, taking like a plunge like that, like a polar plunge, mm-hmm. it, um, is it, good for you because it helps boost uh, levels of like. Uh, I think it helps so? boost your levels of like dopamine and like norepinephrine or something like that. Okay. It helps like boost chemicals in the brain, and, and technically it's supposed to be good for you, right? right? And I definitely do think there's something to be said. It's kind of like a discipline thing, because. Yeah. Again, I'm segueing into the fact that just recently, not recently, I guess, this is probably like what? A month? Two months ago, maybe. Probably like, yeah, probably like two months ago. I think this is maybe like in early December or something. Yeah, probably probably like early December. December. (laughs) We decided to go up to um, like this like state park or I don't know. It was like a beach or something, man. Mm -hmm. And it was, what was it? It was like 32 degrees or something like that. I mean, it was pretty cold. Yeah. And so we decided to, well, to get in some shorts and to hop into Lake Michigan, to hop into Lake Michigan in, in, in freezing cold weather. Yeah. And I got to say, 
For the first time, it was definitely pretty scary because I vividly remember saying, man, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and it, don't get me wrong. It is <laughs> it's rough. It is definitely rough if you've never if you've never uh, done anything like that. And if you're interested, I would say try it, man. I say yeah. go do it, man. It's fun. It is definitely fun. Yeah. I went into it thinking that this is going to be so stupid and I was going to walk out. And don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. It does kind of hurt. You know, yeah. it hurts the feet. Oh, yeah, for sure. Your feet are freezing, man. Yeah. Especially because, okay, where we went, let me try to describe it, right? So we drive up. This is getting towards, like, Kenosha, Wisconsin. So we went pretty far away from, you know, where we are, right? So we drove, I want to say, like, over an hour to get to this place because we thought it was going to be super nice and it was going to be, like, this great spot to do it. <laughs> we get there, come to find out it's not a beach and there's not sand, but there's a bunch of jagged rocks waiting for you to step your fresh toes on. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there, and, oh, man, it is rough. You get your shoes off, and, man, it is rough stepping on this stuff, mm-hmm. man. But yeah, we, we all hopped in. It wasn't just, it was me and Miguel and a, another friend of ours, Isaac. Um, and we all hopped in. And, and man, it was something, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really enjoyed the experience. I thought it was cool. And I've actually done it two more times following that. And I really enjoyed it, man. I went with another friend. We went up to, um, I think, like Northwestern University, somewhere around there. We went to a beach up, kind of up north. And um, yeah. and yeah, man, I got to say. I don't know. I enjoy it, man. Was, it, was that experience better than the one at the state beach? Yeah, I think it's because, like, I mean, I think definitely the first time that you're doing it, it's a little rough. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a little rough because, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's the first time doing it. So it's a very big shock. So you're new to everything and you don't really know what to expect. It's kind of like a cold shower. You know, when you first take a cold, cold shower, like, oh, like yeah. purposefully, it's like, it's like, you know, you're like, okay, you're like, I'm not ready for this. And then you just do it you throw yourself in there and it's like it's a big change in like temperature from from like your body temperature and outside temperature to this this water that's like almost freezing no yeah man definitely dude for sure for sure again that's a whole nother thing too because um i think definitely doing a polar plunge or it's kind of like what they call it Basically doing like a plunge like that, I think it's easier outside because once you're already outside, you're starting to acclimate. Yeah. You're already starting to acclimate yeah. acclimate because you're outside. So, you know, by the time that you kind of get, you know, your shirt off and you're in shorts and you're kind of, you know, just standing there in 32 degree weather, you're already kind of acclimating. So by the time yeah. that you get into the water, it does still feel kind of bad, but I, but it's not that bad because you're yeah. already kind of getting used to mm-hmm. it. You know, you throw yourself in the water, but I've heard, and again, I need to test this theory. Okay. This is, let me tell you into the next topic. Is, is that if you do it in a room, if you do it like in a room temperature room, right? Say you get like this ice tub or you get like a tub and you fill it with ice cold water, mm-hmm. you know, freezing water, but you hop into it when you're, I don't know, like in your garage or in your house or whatever, right? Somewhere where it's room temperature, that the experience is it's much crazier because like, the, you Wait. know, that drop off in temperature okay. is much more severe, right? Yeah. So say you, you know, you put a tub in the middle of your house, right? Mm-hmm. Say your house is like, I don't know, 72 room temperature, something like that, right? right. 70, whatever. And now you hop into this water that's probably like, you know, 50 degrees or 45 degrees or something crazy like that, right? Mm-hmm. For the, like, it's, you know, the feeling is even more intense. Like, it's a crazy feeling. And you're kind of, it's almost like riding, you know, this like crazy, like, brain high, right? Because yeah. you're getting into this freezing cold water. It's a big shock to the system. You know, you kind of get in and you're like, you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. oh, the, I had watched a video 
from a YouTuber that I've watched for some time now, and he basically bought, like, a chest freezer, kind of like, you know, like a freezer where you would keep, like, kind of like freezers that, like, restaurants use and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like, the chest freezers that you open up at the top yeah. or slide or whatever, right? And to buy one of those, obviously big enough to fit, like, a, you know, a human, and to basically seal it out, seal it, like, water seal it on the inside, and to fill it up with water and to do it in there. And to do it, but, like, basically, like, in your house, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're going from, you know, average temperature into this freezing ice cold thing. Yeah. And I want to try it, I got to say. I mean, really? Uh, I, I, I'm interested. I, I think definitely, you know, within a couple month, months or, like, a year or, or something like that, I'll definitely invest into it. Because, yeah, they're, they're not – they're kind of a little bit more on the expensive side. Right. Probably going to be looking at, like, you know, probably like six to 800 It's a chest freezer, like dude. This yeah. is, like, a big – this is a big <laughs> investment. In yeah, like for sure. And then, like, you know, getting into the work of sealing it off, getting, like, a waterproof, like, seal and mm-hmm. spraying the entire thing and making sure that this thing is, like, really, really, like, you know, watertight so nothing spills out. Obviously, you right. don't want anything to spill out, right? This is like a whole other process, but I'm definitely interested in um in doing that, man. <laughs> and I'll end up and once once and if I do that, then I'll definitely let you guys know here on the podcast. Oh, I'd love to <laughs> see that. I'm definitely not trying that, dude. No, yeah, Th- that's another thing we actually did want to talk about is that for now these will be audio uh, podcasts, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. but the hope here and definitely within the near future, hopefully, is that we will get a camera set up going so that we can do a visual podcast because obviously you know we understand that you know an audio podcast isn't the most stimulating of course because well it depends who you are right some people prefer the audio podcast right. some people you can, don't you can listen to it like on your drive yeah like drive if you're driving work. driving to work or going to school or if you're just like whatever doing like yeah, i don't know anything like yard work whatever right and you're just walking around the house making food or something but yeah definitely the goal is, is definitely going to be for us to get like a video setup going and then to make this like a real video exactly. podcast and to get everything you know just to improve with everything right yep. and and for sure for sure i mean well let me talk let's talk about you for a second my boy because you just recently this morning you got yourself an, uh, a brand new Passat. you want to you want to tell us about that okay brand new to me not to not to the okay, world that's you know? true that is true <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, okay. it's a, a 2004 Passat. um this is a this is an all-wheel drive variant actually um so a little a little you could go a little crazy with it, you know. Um Right. I think it's a pretty good like um I wanna say I wouldn't really call it an investment, but it's definitely like some like with it's enough a cool cutter half to for like it, I definitely saw. I mean, I saw when I was coming yeah. in, and I mean, it, it's like a well. For some of you guys that don't, it's basically it's a 2004 Volkswagen Passat, but it's like a wagon version, so oh. it's kind of like a hatchback yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a bit bigger, and well, again, obviously these people don't know you, but um, you like Passats. Yeah. You have a 2001 Volkswagen Passat, um, oh. and so you wanted another one. I know, and I got no, but I, I definitely get what you're saying that it is kind of like. It is. I mean, obviously, cars are liabilities, but yeah. it is definitely cool to have because you know it, it. It looks like a rough car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something that's like a, you know, all-wheel drive. Get it through snow, taking on road trips, that type of stuff. Oh, absolutely. For sure. I mean, that's a whole nother. I mean, for anybody that's listening, especially anybody that's young, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like, if you're thinking about you know first cars or whatever, I would definitely recommend you know buy a car from somebody else. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like, I mean, you for can sure. get used cars from dealerships, but there's definitely a huge markup there, man. Yeah. And oh, so, definitely. Yeah, there's a huge markup mm-hmm. there. It's crazy. And so, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, testing or like buying cars from like the used car market, you know, can be risky, right? Yeah. But that's why I definitely would recommend. Obviously, you know, don't just kind of go 
don't just go by yourself right or if you do go by yourself do learn about cars you know watch videos and kind of inform yourself yeah. on youtube you to can, know what you things find, to look out for you can find a ton of things on youtube like on videos like on cars just to like get a basics of like oh what should i look for there's people that make videos on what to look for when you're buying a used car and they'll explain they'll go through checklists they'll even they'll even um give you like things to write down and to look for when you go buy a used car because you know getting getting like scammed and like buying when you buy a car is like that's rough yeah it's rough man yeah uh, I, w- I mean, I've never been scammed, you know, from a used car, yeah. but or for buying someone or buying a used car. But yeah, I would imagine that's definitely rough. Right. So yeah, man, if you're young, you know, and you're looking into a car, or even if you're a little older, but you're trying to replace your car, whatever, right? You know, mm-hmm. you're tight on money, you know, whatever it, whatever it may be. Because even if you're sitting on ten thousand, man, I mean, you can go and, and go in the used car market. I mean, like you know, offer a Facebook Marketplace Craigslist. Which I know Craigslist can, you know, I know this kind of like a like Craigslist is sketchy. It's gotten a bad reputation. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Craigslist definitely has <laughs> Craigslist definitely has like a bad reputation. But seriously, guys, I mean, really do look into it, and you can get yourself, you can get yourself a very nice car. Well, it depends on you know, obviously, it's all it's all you know, it's all perspective, right, as to what you consider to be a nice car, right? But seriously, I would recommend if you're young and looking into getting a car, the used car market is definitely, definitely, it's definitely the move in my opinion. Right. Of course, I mean, because. I mean, you can buy a car from a used dealership or a used car from a dealership, and I mean, they might just have problems too, right? Can I mean, be a lemon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. And you want to explain to what what a lemon is? So a lemon is basically like when you buy a car, um, and when you when you go look at it, when you drive it, the car's like, car's like, f- um, car drives fine, runs good, everything's good, and then it basically like. Kind of out of nowhere, just like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. problem yeah. start, car won't start. Yep. I mean, this has happened to you. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um. Well, again, a little a little backstory here, is is that um, you had a, a what was it a Mazda six or Mazda three, right? Mazda three. What yeah. year was it? Two thousand four. Two thousand four Mazda yeah. three, and I remember it had been like a, it had been like a long time since 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 Miguel and I had talked. I mean, it had been a long time since we had seen each other, right? right. And I this was at the time when when. And none of us had um he was the only one that had a license right out of like our friend out of like our kind of close friends friend group of like the same age mm-hmm. and i remember he came in and we had seen each other for like the first time in a while and he picked me up and then we went and we were just cruising around we we're having a good time and then like the next day or like the two days afterwards his car wouldn't start the engine blew <laughs> yeah. so we say this all to say that of course with anything in life it's risky mm-hmm. there is risk to it so please don't buy a used car and then if it turns out to be a lemon come and harass us yeah i i you know we we caution you know or yeah we caution to everybody that like you know be careful know what you're getting into yeah, know what you're getting into and definitely you know if you know anybody like if you know a friend that, that's into cars or if you have like an uncle that's like a mechanic whatever right definitely try to bring somebody else with you right. or just know what it is that you know you're going to be looking for mm-hmm. and um you'd be surprised what you find out there man because uh i mean there are some there's some great cars out there oh hey, that people just want to get rid of man yeah yeah I mean, it is it really is man but i think we'll wrap it up for this episode episode one of the sunday chronicles podcast and hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to the podcast again if you guys have any this is our first one of course so if you guys have any um thing that you guys wanted to like let us out or let us know like if you know any of the sound is off or if there's anything in the background that's like bothering you or any suggestions just on anything or if you guys want us to talk about anything in particular or like i said um our our socials 
and you're watching this on YouTube, they will be linked in the description, and they're also in the information thing, or the about us. And on Instagram, it's the Sunday, the underscore Sunday underscore chronicles Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And on Twitter, it's the Sunday Cron, C-H-R-O-N, one, the Sunday Cron one on Twitter. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the same one on Twitter. (laughs) Whatever, fuck Twitter. Sorry if you're a Twitter stan, but I don't know. Twitter is a whole nother thing. We could talk about like for hours. (laughs) But anyways... We really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Again, if you enjoyed, like, comment, subscribe, share. Or if you're watching it on a podcast, you know, just follow, you know, all that jazz. And, yep. uh, again, that was it. And we hope that you guys are having a, that you guys have a good rest of your day, the rest of your night, wherever you guys are. Thank you so much, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right. And bye.